you And when I defang the viper Trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere Jeff, I already put you out I don't even know why you're out here right now Keep on talking Hey, hey, hey do me a favor Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting And you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the crew And Mustafa, you out here A boy of one man And I'm gonna tell you what you got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. It's me, Afis, and with me as always, Devin, and we are about to talk about AEW Dynamite from this past week. We started things off with an awesome, what was this, a 12-man? No, how many people were in this matchup? It was it was 12 12-man tag, tag, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah six-man yeah. each. Wow. 12-man tag started things off on this, this show. So the Elite and FTR versus the Dark Order and Cabana. Um, he's still officially not on this team, as far as I can tell from from everything that they said on commentary the week before. Cole Cabana was like, you know, I'm 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 enjoying things from afar. And Tony Schiavone asked him straight up. He said, "Are you in the Dark Order?" He said, "No, no." Nope. But he's hanging out. He's yep. chilling. Yep. hanging like out. I'm just hanging out. <laughs> I was like, uh, he's <laughs> okay. gonna eat this alive. That's what okay. I said. <laughs> I'm so upset. I'm so upset. Oh uh, yeah. Man, I just, I just, I, I, yeah. Hey, we're, we're here. We are. We're, we're still here. Just, just, just waiting, I guess. But I don't want that to take away from this matchup. The matchup, Elite and FTR versus Dark Order, was a fun, fast-paced matchup. I don't think I can't remember the last time I saw a twelve-man tag. Like usually ten-man, you know, because Survivor Series matchups or yeah. even in, in AEW, I feel like they've they've done that a couple times. But yeah. yeah, twelve people. It just seemed like. Yeah, wow, that's a that's a lot of people, but they did it well. It was fast paced. They just kept tagging in and out. It was a fun matchup. Dark Order got the win at the end. Um, Good win for Brody Lee, Mister yeah. Brody Lee. I'm Mister Brody Lee. Yeah, <laughs> strong win for him for sure. Oh, Kevin. most definitely, man. Most definitely. I'll I'll say this because I say it first. The the six man or the the twelve man uh, tag match was a bit sloppy. Uh, you thought then, so? Yeah, okay. and then, like in the first maybe five six minutes, it took it took the wrestlers a while to get their rhythm. That's when I really got into it. I really really was in in sync with the first, you know, maybe like I said, first six seven minutes of the match, man. Okay. And then after that, that's I think maybe when FTR got in, that's when it got that's when they cleaned it up. Okay, because remember FTR, um, it was um, I think it was. Dax Hardwood had gotten injured, you know, like kind of early on in the matchup, and they took him out of it. And then, um, you know, him and Cash and um, Adam uh, Adam Page left the the matchup, and it yeah. basically became the elite. Uh, it was um, uh, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega versus the entire Dark Order for like a good portion of the matchup. So, you know, maybe do you think that that kind of helped you? Um, you know, kind of get in sync with it because they have great chemistry. Those three have been wrestling for oh, years hell together. Yeah. Hell so, yeah. yeah. Do you think maybe that helped because, you know, maybe there wasn't as much chemistry at first with FTR or you, you're saying while FTR was still there, you actually were getting into it. I think what helped for me with the match is uh, when FTR got in, it was earlier, even earlier in the match when I guess when they got even when, when they got in sync because first few minutes of the wrestling match for the 12-man tag it seemed like everybody was just filling each other out uh so i didn't get a sense that you know that they were in sync with each other so that's that's what i meant uh for me got it okay yeah because i mean i actually i'm looking uh at this matchup right now as we speak and you know it was um i think nick nick jackson was in the ring with Brody lee in the beginning and he was tagging in and out with his brother matt um, and there was kind of a, like a slow start with some of the moves between Nick and Brody. So I see what you're saying from that. I guess I didn't even really 
see that, you know, when I was first watching the matchup because I was just like, wow, there's so many people. Like, maybe I was just distracted by the fact that, wow, there's just so many people <laughs> yeah. that, you know, anything that I see from all these guys is is, uh, is just entertaining. I think um, I was just more watching from a watchful eye because I was like, I was like, wow, there's so many people, but all right, let's see how this plays out. So I was watching like, all right, let's see how these guys, you know, uh, fill each other out and see how this wrestling match uh, plays out. Yeah, it's um. It, I mean, overall, it was it was a fun matchup. This guy uh, was it nine that was in there with them with the uh, the the black shirt, basically just yeah with wearing... the long black thermal. I think he had on number nine. Well, he was it, it was just <laughs> the, uh, I think it was just black... dress pants and a dress shirt. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the dicky black uh, casual pants. Yeah. He well, and he was so like like just jittery too. Like if someone bought him, like he's he's just this is the first time he had gotten out of the basement, kind of like yeah. you know very awkward moving and but <laughs> very athletic though at the same time is really weird and I think somewhat overacting a little bit. Um, I don't know. He was he was a little bit all over the place. I'll Might say. be still green. Oh, he, he, maybe yeah. he's, he, he could. He is green. Right. Very. Very much so. So you know, but he. I mean, he did his thing. He tried. Um, but everybody else, I mean, Stu Grayson was awesome. Oh, He's just yes. hyper athletic and, and just awesome all the time. Get uh, over here. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love it. Love it. You throw the Mortal Kombat yeah, references. Yeah, he says I'm, it I'm just there. like Scorpion, man, yeah. every time. I, like, I hear it every time. I'm like, dude, he, he got it perfect. Right. It's just, it's great. It's great. But, yeah, this. I mean, the matchup was great. Again, Dark Order got the win. Um, you know, but for me, yeah, this, so the Colt Cabana part of it, I just... You know, I, I think it's it's. I, I'm starting not to even care anymore. You know, it's just like, all right, yeah. he's 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 in, he's out. I don't even want to put that much energy into it. Um, you know, Brody, I think is still putting in too much work, trying way too hard to convince this dude. If he's not on your team, why are you letting him? You know, stay by you still. You know, like I think just just as I think a, as he's a boss, telling him what to do. Like I don't know if if. Uh, if Coca-Bana has, he doesn't realize that, dude, you work for Mr. Brody Lee. Like, yeah. he'd he be telling you what to do. Clearly, he did in that six in that 12-man tag. Right. He told him to get down from the ring to move on. You know, like, all right, he's he got to be working for him now. Even though he said, yeah, we're just, like, I'm yeah. just hanging out. But, nah, that's more than hanging out, man. You part of the club. Right. He's, he's, he's It's like he's in denial, you know, of, like, Put he's on in the dark act. order. But to me, like if I'm Brody, that that'll piss me off. Like, nah, you enough is enough. Like you out here telling people you're not in the group yet. You know, I've, I'm already telling you what to do. You're out here. You're hanging out with us. You know, I'm. I, you you got the VIP pass in and out of the dark order as you wish. At this point, you got to pledge loyalty, or you got to be gone. We can't just keep the letting VIP you in. Pass. Right, you know what I'm saying? He's they're letting they're giving him the keys to the kingdom. He's just like, eh, I'll think about it. Nah, like you, you, you're in or you're out. That's it. You know, I mean, everybody else is is in. They're all dedicated to. to I think Brody's just being too soft. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, exactly. You got to live up to the Mister Brody persona. Like, get on Coke Cabana. Yeah, like, like you say, either you're in and out. Yeah, have this half ass. <laughs> yes, that's what I want. A bitch with line stepper. Exactly. I hey, yes, you you we're on the same page with that. Brody needs to just call it. It's like, all right, enough is enough. You in or you're out. You know, and if you're out at this point, you're getting your ass beat when you when you when you're out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I we 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 gave you all this and, and you're still out? No, 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 no. No, uh uh-uh. uh. So man, blood in, blood out, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you better be in at this point. You better be in. Yeah. He all needs right. to call like a business meeting, like, hey, you know, have all dark order and then have Mr. Coke Cabana front and center. Make him a prime example. That's it. Yeah. Ask him the question right there. Exactly. Just let it be known one way or another. No, nah, I'm, I'm with that. I would. I want to see that happen as soon as possible, man. Let's make that happen ASAP. Um, all right. But off to a, a, just a, a hell of an entertaining uh, couple of things going on right now with MJF. Because this dude right now, 
Hashtag not my champion. (laughs) We deserve better. (laughs) When I saw this promo two weeks ago, when he had the podium and everything, and he was talking about the, gosh, the dictator, dictator John, I said to myself, you know what? I think he's on to something here, you know, because we were talking about how John Moxley wasn't really completely living up to the to what we were hoping, you know, he would be as, as champion. And with MJF going at him like this, I'm like, ooh, you know what? This this is this is cutting deep. This is cutting <laughs> deep. This feels very real. Um, so I loved it. I loved that promo, and it was it was, it was calling him out. It's calling out um, of John Moxley. Now it's official yes. that it's happening yes. that we are gonna have the championship matchup: MJF versus John Moxley. It's gonna happen. So I'm excited for this. First of all, but yeah, th- these last couple of weeks of of work. So first it was the the address, you know, from from MJF, you know, with his mm-hmm. cabinet with all his people around him, which was awesome. You know, and he just that the impassioned part of that too. He's like, "I bleed black, white, and gold." I'm like, oh man, this dude right now. Okay, <laughs> I'm like, that's that's your future right there. That's your future for the next 25 years. He yes. said he wants to be. <laughs> he's gonna lead this company. He said, "Okay, I believe it. I absolutely believe it, man." MJF 2020. Let's do it. So and yeah, this week, you know, we're at the campaign uh, offices. You know, seeing everybody work and. Yeah, it's just it's he's it's time. I feel like it is time. John, we tried it. You know, it had its moments. I think he had actually his best match as champion on this episode, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Yeah. But, you know, this right here, I think MJF the the strike while the iron's hot. Mm-hmm. I think it's MJF's time. I think they need to make this happen. But what what did you think about these last couple of weeks of promos? Because I know, I mean, I know you how you feel about MJF, but I oh. just, I just want you to express it. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to say it with my chest? Is that yeah. Oh, oh. First of all, bro, MJF, he is he is definitely the future. He just future proof his career for the next twenty five years. What he just said. All right. That promo was different, authentic. I loved it. It struck it, it stroke to the core. And it talked about a very underlying issue about wrestling sometimes. And we oh, had yeah. uh, he, he, he brought up about Hulk Hogan, you know, I was like, oh my God. It kind of just comparing him to John about what he's doing, being uh, just being kind of like that parallel figure. Just well, he was talking about because John, when he first came, he said it. Wrestling needs a paradigm shift, yeah. right? Like he was going to be a change. Yet he's doing exactly what all those guys did in NWO, coming from the big company at the, at the, <laughs> with the, the Titan Company or whatever. Basically, coming from WWE and going to WCW and having all of these other guys from another company being the main attraction. And essentially, John is doing exactly what happened. He called it old hat, just doing the same thing. Hey, you're from the WWE. Cool. We're going to feature you. We're going to put the belt on you instead of building up the guys from within, you know, like the Eddie Guerrero's, you know, that were that were there. Chris Jericho's that were there, homegrown. And instead, you went and got, you know, Hogan and, and Razor Ramon and Diesel and all these guys like. Yeah, he's right. This happens all the time in, in wrestling. So yes, yeah, man. Go, but keep going. That that was oh. such a great a great moment there. No, no. Well said. Well said, man. Point taken. But you know, MJF is is like no one other. He's very comfortable on the mic, and he looks like a main eventer. He talks like a main eventer, and I believed him, man. In that in that promo, he said it with conviction. I, I think he didn't say anything wrong about that. It, was it controversial what he said? Maybe. Maybe. You could say that. You know? <laughs> you can make an argument. You know? But w- was it truthful? Yeah. Yep. It was. You know? Sometimes the truth can be ugly. And, man, he told it how it was, man. And I can respect that. I definitely can. He kept it 100 you know, yeah, you know, on the Clark Street podcast, we like to keep like to do the same. 
Yeah, man. It's it's his time. It's yeah. his time. Like John, a John John's great. John's great. But this kid MJF, when he, I think it was all out. You know, after the um, when they were giving um, Adam Ham- Hangman Page the um, or they, I think it was Bret Hart that was showing off the belt. And Adam Hangman Page was in the ring, and it was like, this is what you're going to be fighting for. And then here came MJF cutting that promo, you know, and Adam couldn't say anything. And MJF just going on and on, just destroying him and everybody else. I was like, this guy right here is it. He has got it. And he's just never stopped. Like, it's just been just every time he's on screen, He's just on character, on point. Every time he's on a podcast, he is on point. You know, so this is this is. Let's just go. It's, it's his time. Let's give him the the. He's got the matchup now. I think he needs to win the belt and they win the title. And yes, he make him the face of the company. It needs to now. be changed. It needs yeah. to be backed up. So I, I think I think he's right, and he is definitely on to something. Like you know, we we like you said, man. We tried. With John, yeah, maybe it would have worked if we if we had fans. Yeah, it's unfortunate that we don't have it, and yeah. you know, and his thing, I think he was was with the fans. He comes through the entrance, man. It was working, yeah, yeah, you know, and it kind of looks kind of it, it doesn't have the same impact when the fans are not there. It's all empty. It's all empty seats when you see when he, every time he walks, and right. it kind of sucks, you know, and. And, you know, and I, I guess you need to try, try something that's more uh, captivating. Somebody who's, who's, who's going to grab your attention. Somebody who, who's going to bring people to sit down and, and watch a wrestling match and a promo. And I think that's your man, MJF. I think, too, that, you know, you know your, your points were well stated and well said. And, you know, for, for John, it, it, sadly, I think it kind of exposed John not having fans. You know, mm. a little bit. I think he kind of got exposed because we can say that, like, yeah, with fans, you know, maybe that would have helped. But you know, MJF's star has been rising while we've had no fans, and he actually was helped by having fans to go off of. Like usually with MJF, yeah. his promos, he will play off of the fans and like rip the fans and like you know, interact with them. Good he doesn't point. have that now, no. so that's one person like. If if you would have said, hey, we're going to take fans away, how's MJF going to do? I'd have been like, oh, damn, that would suck. Because like, yeah, now right, yep. he can't he can't interact with them anymore. Yet, somehow, some way, he's actually even somehow more entertaining. Like, he just keeps getting better and better. Yeah, he was able to pivot, man, and pivot yeah. well and excel. Like Exactly. Yeah, he killed Look it in that Jericho. promo. Jericho's the same way. Yeah. Jericho and MJF are the same way in that. Yep. When there are fans there, he, they're, rip, they're ripping into the fans' as heels. You know, they're, they're just they're so good at, at being interactive. But without fans, they are so creative that they're coming up with new ways to entertain however they can. Whether it's in the audience with the other wrestlers like MJF was when he was gambling with Sean Spears. Or whether it's in commentary, you know, as, as yeah. Jericho is doing. Or whether he's with a drone, you know, having like real like the captivating storylines with a dang drone. I mean, yeah, man. Both of these guys are just finding ways. And then in the ring, still cutting great promos, still having great stories, great matches. MJF really hasn't even had a true like story he's just kind of they put a microphone in his hand they've given him some matches and he's finding a way still to entertain and be at the top of his game and i'll say he had a good story with cody uh rhodes with uh well but during the during the no fans era like that was oh, no that fans was with fans. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah you're right you're right yeah like yeah. without fans he's still able to have these great matches and great stories and great you know, great. Um, just his mo- his moments. Every time we see him on screen, even without the fans, like take out the Cody Rhodes story because that was an amazing story. That was that was awesome. But post that, he's just he's still like he hasn't. He's found a way to ha- that just not to lose momentum. It's just crazy. Uh, his momentum has just John. been he's just been gaining, gaining yeah. more momentum, and then yeah. John has just has been on this slow decline. Mm-hmm. 
like a, he's just had been dying a slow death. Yep. I don't want to see that shit. I'm sorry. No, I don't. Me neither. Me neither. It's just that that's it's disheartening. You know, it's disheartening. But like I said, I think in a in a in a weird way, and I no disrespect to him because I I do you know as a, as a character, um, I think he's he does have a great character, but mm-hmm. it's he's he's kind of been maybe exposed a little bit here the limitation of just is he able to be creative with it because his whole thing with wwe is like oh they didn't let him like like the creative was 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 sucked and the writing was stupid it was all bad and this and that okay well now you're in a company that's letting you do whatever you want to do and you have full creative you know control over your character now this is all on you now what are you doing with it not much, you know. If we're being real, you know, not but much. What do you think about the promo he did for Darby Allen? I thought that was good. Okay, so and I alluded to this. I said I think this matchup that he had with Darby this is a great transition. This matchup that he had with Darby, I think, is the best match that he's had since becoming champion. And I think it's because of the story and how, and it, it's in such a short time, but. You know, going from last week, you know, they were teamed up together and he has so much respect for Darby. I think even the week before he mentioned Darby because, you know, he's, he's like, you know, I see I, he just has respect for him. And he, it's been it's been evident. And so with this promo, too, you know, he's like he sees himself in Darby. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes time to stay down, you should stay down. But I know you won't stay down because you're like me because I wouldn't stay down. And it's like he feels for him. He doesn't want to be the guy that puts Darby down when Darby won't stay down. So it was just and you could feel like it felt genuine because, you know, Darby's a good guy and Darby's a smaller guy. But Darby is a crazy, you know, SOB. (laughs) So it's just like when John was delivering that, I'm like, yes, this is this is awesome. I wish that. This were more of a long term storyline versus a just you know one episode of Dynamite and now we're going to be done because now he's going to move on you know to to MJF you know after yeah. after all this but that's a just, rivalry that doesn't even need a belt it doesn't you're right between him and Darby like I would right. enjoy that without a belt like it because the belt does nothing to that story it it don't even need it it just needs to be him between him and Darby man exactly. I 100% agree. 100% agree. I feel like, you know, if he if he is to lose the belt to MJF, they could revisit this with Darby mm-hmm. and just have them have a rivalry where Darby it's it's like now you use Moxley to help put over Darby by having the storyline and in turn Moxley would get helped by it too because he's he's interact he's he's just in a in a in a very interesting feud now. With this person that's like this younger version of him, basically. Um, I think it would just do wonders for both of them. And, yeah, the matchup, too. Like, I felt it, you know. And at the end there, when he beat him, you know, and he was talking to him, you could tell, like, you know, he, he Stay just... down. <laughs> yeah. It was great. It was great, man. So, yeah, I just... I, 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 I really have a lot of respect for John. And I don't, I don't mean this to say that, oh, John sucks or this or that, but... I just oh, feel like not at all. It's just, yeah. it's just not working. It's just not working. It's just not working. It's just it's true. And maybe there there's ways where it could work, you know. And we could say, you know, maybe he just hasn't been in the right feuds. But I mean, this one right here with with MJF, like this is this is a great feud to have. You know, this uh, mini rivalry he had with 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 Darby for the last couple of weeks now has been great. Um, you know, the one with Jericho was awesome. The build up to that was awesome, and I was all in for that. <laughs> You know? Yes, we all enjoy that one. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think um, another one that would be great for him would be if he was with um, the Murder Hawk. If he Ooh. had something with him, you know, Ooh. I think I think Lance Archer and him would like be that. a great feud to I have. Like like, I like that. I instantly like that. Yeah. Oh, like, man. There could be something. I'm I'm upset that I didn't think about that first. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. But that's good, though. You know, like just, just let's, and then have him and Jake the Snake going at it too a little uh, bit, like on the mic. I think yeah. that would be really cool. Um, yeah, he just he needs he needs that. He you know he he doesn't need to to be in storylines with people that you know just aren't worth that who who aren't that interesting. Like he needs those bigger names. He needs those great promo yeah, guys, those larger than life characters, man. Exactly. Murder Hawk is 
is definitely the the definitely right the life. <laughs> right sus the right prime suspect for uh, for Sean Moxley. Man, I love that idea. Exactly. Like I would just love to see that the storytelling element, the the wrestling, just to see just to see John get dominated to mm-hmm. to see that for us because I know that'd be part of the story. You, you, you know, to show that you know because I know you know John would get his licks in, but just to see that that visual element. Yes. Be a sight to see. Yeah. So yeah, man. Just um you know, we we I, I want that for John. I want that for John. I think that he's he still has that potential to be like even without the belt. I mean you alluded to it with Darby, but I think just in general, I think I think Moxley is one of those characters that he won't necess- he doesn't necessarily need the belt to be the face of the company. You know, like he could be he was actually on his way there before he had the belt. You know, it's just they put the belt on him, and now all of a sudden it's like you okay. actually picked John Moxley I did. first to be. I did, yeah, I did because <laughs> it felt it felt like the the again the momentum was there, the buzz was there. Yep. He's got a name that people will, well at least a face people recognize, and a name that'll be easy to build. It's a cool name. Um, just everything seemed to be working. You know, the paradigm shift finisher. Um, he went to Japan, made a buzz there for a little bit. Now he's in AEW. Um, it just everything was working in his favor, and then he beat Jericho, and it was like nothing. Like he fought Jake Hager in one of the worst championship matches AEW has done to date. Boring. Yeah. So, which is not a great way to start out your title reign, you know, like or at least continue your title reign past Jericho. Like, you know, it just it just sucked. So, and since then, it's been a whole lot of a whole lot of nothing. Brian Cage, that was okay. You know, that was fine, but he's still not on that level like that where I'm going to be excited about this matchup. It was they tried, but it wasn't it wasn't there for me. But Darby Allen, that story felt personal. Um, And then, uh, yeah, this one with MJF, man, MJF has that credibility to where I I am just invested immediately into into that matchup. Yeah, man, no doubt. Cause, uh, cause he first of all he he backed it up. He has the record. He made great points, valid points. It 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 uh, it dig deep. Maybe it touched a nerve for people, but it was great, man. And, and that's what I like. It got people buzzing about it, talking about it, and that's what we need. Exactly. So yeah, man. This is you know. I, it, I, I'm here for it. I mean, let's. I think just the future for for MJF and and John Moxley in this matchup and this build up, like it's just it's it's very bright. I'm 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 ready for it. Let's go. Let's go. You know, and and I guess to switch gears a little bit for Darby, um, where do you think we go from here with him? Like, because I mean, John, we could see maybe in the future them picking the storyline up, but in the immediate future, um, you know, what do you, what do you see for Darby? That's a good question, man. I don't know where Darby goes for after John. Uh, I'm supposed, oh, yeah, John Moxley. I don't know. Do you touch base back with Brian Cage? Because I know they had their thing, you know, him and uh, Taz. Because I just lightly touched base with that because that caused him to get actually get injured and take that that long hiatus. So. Do we re come back to that, or we go to a new feud? I don't even know who will will be a new feud. MJF and Darby, or I, I don't know. He, he tried to set that up. You see, right? When you know, in this uh, promo, uh, when he uh, when somebody said like, "What if uh, Darby Darby Allen wins?" You know, against the match against John Moxley, he was like, "Oh yeah, sure. I'll, I'll hate it." Uh, <laughs> Darby Allen wins with his eyes rolled. Totally sarcastic. And I instantly laughed, man. And then he tried to set that up, too. Yeah. In the match, he tried to interfere. Interfere and help try, Darby. Have Darby win because he figures that'll be easy. That's an win. easier matchup. Easy exactly. <laughs> exactly, man. So I, I don't know if you come back to that, you know, for a couple weeks. Maybe. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. With Darby, I mean, I think you hit it on the head, you know, with Brian Cage, you know, just finishing that up. Um, I'd like to see him revisit his feud with Cody, you know, and maybe go after the TNT championship. But Cody might not even be champion because Scorpio Sky, you know, is, uh, you know, putting his hat in the ring. And I I am going to be pulling hard yeah. for Scorpio to win. Too. I want him to win that championship off of Cody. Like, it, it's 
it just seems right for that to happen. And Cody's been I, like, I applaud Cody for what he's been doing. You know, inviting these you know indie guys to come in and then signing these guys after he faces them. Like, I, I like that. Um, but I think Scorpio, he he needs this. He needs this more than Cody. Oh, Cody again. He's another guy that doesn't need the belt. Nah. He doesn't need it at all. He never needed uh, to win. Nope. Nope. I mean, really, we Lance Archer was the one that we were Hell picking to yeah. win that. You know, so for him to win, it was kind of shocking. Like, wait a minute, really, Cody? Cody won. So you know, even though I think um, I think I, I I don't remember if I picked him or I was just at talking first about you like, had you know like for the first four weeks of this rivalry you had uh, Lance. Lance Archer yeah but then like you know I guess the last couple of weeks of how they oh, booked it yeah. it was like oh no nah, because of Brandy Wayne. because of what Jake yeah. did to Brandy with the snake and laying that on her and it was all like weird and sexual and all that I was that's like, right mm, I don't think they're gonna give him the win now like they just went too far with that. It might not be a good look. Yeah, that's true. I, now I remember. Now it's coming back to me. But um, yeah, I, I I I think that Cody doesn't need it though. Even though it's it's he's kind of helped build it up some, you know. And that was that it's it's been good. Like it it seems even though I hate the look of the belt, it does have prestige because of who's been carrying it and how um, it's been defended. It, you know. Yeah. So I think they've done a, a decent job of building that up. But now let let Scorpio do that. You know, let Scorpio do that. Let that help elevate him as he elevates the title as well, even to higher heights. So, yeah, I, I want that switch down. Yeah, man. Remember, he's the first AEW tag team champion as well. So, put some respect on his yeah. name as well, man. Because uh, Scorpio Scott, I did not know, too, he is the, quote-unquote, the king of AEW Dark. Really? Uh, so yeah, yes. I, I he 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 runs shit down there. I guess he has a flawless victory for A Dub Dark. And I had saw this unbelievable, unbelievable promo from Scorpio Sky from AEW Dark. I didn't watch his match, but I saw it on uh YouTube. I will I recommend everybody go watch it, view it. I'm not gonna even attempt to replicate what he said because it would do injustice. Just go see it, all right? That's what I'm just going to say. That's how I'm going to sell it, all right? Go freaking see it. It'll show you the reason why, you know, he needs to win this title from Cody, period. Was it uh, the last uh, AEW Dark or a couple episodes ago? I think it was the last AEW Dark when uh, he was sitting in the ring and, and he brought a chair in the middle of the ring and he was talking about this chair and how it represents his journey. And that's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah, no, hey, that's, it, 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 it was deep. It was, dude, I was like, bro, give this man a TV title run. <laughs> yeah, man. I, hey, you sold that well. I'm, I'm going to look for that for sure because I'm, I'm interested in, in seeing that. Um, I'm even trying to look it up, too, as we speak. I'm like, oh, where, where is this at? This is cool. So yeah, that's that's awesome. I'm gonna look for that. Um, yeah, man. So this, uh, I don't, I don't know if they announced it officially, but they cross paths in the entranceway. So um, that should be happening pretty soon. If not this week, maybe in a in a at the next uh, you know pay per view that they do. But that's that. It, it should happen. Scorpio Sky should be the next TNT. Champion. I think they're set for next Wednesday, I believe. Or oh, really? this went. Oh, yeah. This so this Wednesday. So this like Wednesday a couple days from now. Wow, yep. they're jumping. Well, I then I'm rooting for it to happen this Wednesday. Yo, early predictions: Scorpio <laughs> yes. Sky. Let's go. Scorpio Sky. That's the prediction. That is the prediction. Man, all right. So that that's awesome. Um, another guy who's been on the rise, man, Orange Cassidy. So the debate. <laughs> oh, man. This was I knew so, I I could I could feel what was gonna happen coming. Yeah, but it didn't hurt it from still blowing my mind when it happened. So you know we've got the debate, and of course the guest moderator, which you know it, 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 it's it was cool that it was Bischoff. You know it was it's been like twenty years since Bischoff had been on, been on TNT, so that was awesome. Um, but really, the star of this was was Orange Cassidy, and, and Jericho did an amazing job too. But Orange Cassidy just kind of like being being as orange as he could be. So you know, Bischoff is getting the questions. He's saying you know the the, the fans you know uh, sending these questions. The wrestlers don't know. 
you know, they're asking him all these questions about their rivalry, what all this, you know, means and why this matters and blah, blah, blah. And Orange Cassidy says nothing. Chris Jericho gives these long answers, just tearing into Orange Cassidy. And he, every time Orange Cassidy doesn't say something, Chris Jericho's like, see, nothing. He's got yeah. nothing. He's got I nothing. Think he he's going to work at a donut shop. He's going <laughs> to buy donuts from him. He's, he's like, you know what? I'm going to buy over the night. Guess what? I'm not going to tip you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that was great. Yes, yes. He that around, was he so around, high five Jay Hager for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to give you a tip. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, man, that was hilarious. But then there's a question that randomly came in yes. about global warming. Right. And Chris Jericho's like, what? What does that have to do with, with the feud? <laughs> this has nothing to do with our, our rivalry. Next question. And Orange Cassidy grabs the microphone and goes on this long, detailed description of global warming. Monologue. Highlighting. <laughs> monologuing. Just with facts and numbers and going through it. And Jericho's jaw drops. He's shocked. Like, he does speak. Like, just this face, this look of, like, just, he's just stunned that Cassidy just Bitten out all of this knowledge, and Bischoff is there too, and everybody just like, what? Yes. There we go. First time Orange Cassidy ever speaks, and it's on global warming, and he has detailed, long description, <laughs> yeah. facts, just monologuing. It was, it was. Oh my god, it was oh great. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> so Bear, I got a character. Bischoff again, turns to Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho's silent. <laughs> Bischoff's like, okay, well. I guess we got a debate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, and I, could, I I had a feeling that that was something like that would happen. Where you know, of course, you know, Orange Cassidy, we're not expecting him to say something, but I felt like he was going to say something just just random, like some yeah. question was going to come in. But I didn't think it would be something like that, where Orange just it would be global warming of all things. And they would have him spit facts like that. So that, that was great. What do you um, think his cadence he was going to use? I thought he was going to maybe, it would be like a sloth. Like he would respond slow, just be relaxed, super No, cool. I thought it would be but really I didn't know it was going to be like an intelligent, yeah. detailed, descriptive. Yeah. yeah. Answer. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I guess I didn't have an expectation around that. If I'm being honest about like, yeah. you know, the the speed of it, I just knew he would speak, and I knew he would say something that you know it would just be something like out of nowhere, like mm-hmm. not, the topic I had no idea, but I just felt like he would say something in this. Like he's not going to go this entire debate without saying something. And he he at the end too, he was great. He's like, I know what you're doing. You're trying to embarrass me. You know, and I know you think I don't care, but oh, I care about this. I care, and I'm going to embarrass you, Chris. And he took off his glasses. He's like, look at me, Chris. I was like, what is happening? Like, Orange Cassidy's getting serious. He's getting pissed, and he's looking at Chris Jericho, and he's trying to tell him. He's like, look, I'm going to enjoy this matchup. This means a lot to me. And and what is it going to feel like to you, Chris? How important is this going to be to you? What if you lose to Orange Cassidy? <laughs> what is that going to do to you, Chris? And I'm like, oh man. oh, man. That was that was awesome. So, yeah, I just kind of expected him to just say something. And, yeah, he, he that first one with global warming, awesome. Blew me away. And then that last part with just him, glasses off, getting yeah. serious with Chris. It's like, Chris, I, his, I know what you're trying to do. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you bring me a debate <laughs> so I won't talk. I get it. <laughs> I was like, holy <laughs> shit. This dude is serious. He is serious. <laughs> he ain't playing games right now. Right, right. Oh, man. And Bischoff was like, well, I, I think it's it's settled. The winner of the debate is Orange Cassidy. And Chris Jericho was so mad. He was so mad. It's like, what are you talking about? Hey, he really got me with that global warming thing. That's all I like. <laughs> it's just, I still can't get over that. <laughs> Oh man, it was not, great. that's the winners of the debate. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> man, and then they jumped Orange Cassidy at the end. They beat him down. And yeah, the what did he oh he did the uh Judas effect to him. Ah yeah. With, it, with the glasses still on and he fell to the ground. It was just perfect because the glasses were still on him, but they kind of dropped over his face so you could see his eyes and he was out. Like he was he, he sold that perfectly. He was just completely knocked out by that. 
And uh, yeah, they walked off. They got the the the. They were the ones standing tall at the end of it. Mm-hmm. But you know, overall, just so entertaining, man. This debate. It was. I didn't. I didn't think I would enjoy this debate like like this. But with Jericho, I'm done doubting Chris Jericho at this point. Like, if he's gonna do anything, it's probably gonna be entertaining. It's gonna be balls to the wall, all yeah. out, full experience yeah. of Chris Jericho. Whatever he presents to the table, you can believe he's bringing everything for it. Yeah. And he did with this debate, you know, it, it was fun. It was, uh, I actually learned something about global warming. <laughs> so it, it was great, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, man. It was awesome. It was so awesome. All right. Let's talk about Matt Cardona, AKA Zach Ryder. So he made his uh, debut last week. And then this week he had a tag team matchup with Cody. But just kind of a general discussion about um, Matt Matt Cordero. It's gonna be hard to say that name because every time I see him, I'm just like that's Zach, Zach Ryder. Ryder. Yeah, you know, like it's, it's just gonna be hard so to get long. Yeah, yeah. But what what do you make of his debut and then just how he's been so far in in this short stint with with AEW so far? I'm a, I'm a wait and see type of guy. Type of guy. So I'm gonna <laughs> wait and see because you know we we had some little bit of runs with Zack Ryder in, in the WWE promotion. I'm sorry, Matt Cardona. Uh, but right. you know what I'm talking about. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, like like you said, you got to get used to it. Uh, and sometimes it worked. Sometimes it, it didn't. I didn't know if it was – it was kind of weird, too, because I didn't know when it when it didn't work. I don't know if it was him or was it booking because I always felt his, his character to me was a bit – I don't know, a bit too off for me, uh, if that makes sense. Mm. Uh, but now I'm, I'm just, I am interested because it's a new promotion and he's going under a new, is, I guess his real life name too, Matt Cardona. And it gets me to see him in a, in a new light, but I'm just curious to see, all right, let me see what he can do when he doesn't have anybody, you know, writing his script you could let loose what is a macrodona match gonna look like to me right now yeah i well first i'll say that um you know calling him matt cordona and seeing him in the ring you know when when i saw him make that debut he actually kind of looked like a completely different person he looks bigger for some reason now too like he's, (laughs) he's put on some muscle mass too um just seems like such a huge guy in in AEW. so i was like wow that was that struck me um, I think he has an opportunity. This is a fresh slate, clean start. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even though I keep wanting to call him Zack Ryder, but you know, <laughs> him woo, being woo, here, woo. right, right, <laughs> like all of that, it's gonna be hard to just like you know not think of that. But I do feel like there's 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 a part of me too that does see him as kind of a different person being here in AEW, mm-hmm. and I think that we can maybe see what the full potential of of Matt Cardona could be here. Whereas in, in uh, WWE, it kind of was what it was, you know, like he had kind of a, a cult following for a while there. Um, he was way over. He was like, people were really oh, into Zack Ryder for, for a good run there. But the WWE just did not listen to the fans when it came to Zack Ryder. They were just like, you know, whatever. It's a phase. It's just like the 10 chance. They're going to get over it. It's fine. Like just, is there certain superstars that, you know, they're in that, like, mid-card level or even, like, a little under the mid-card level, but the fans will really like them and chant with them or they have, like, a catchy whatever, and WWE just doesn't run with it. They they just kind of don't believe in it, and they let it die out. Nah. So, I remember when he was really high, I guess, when CM Punk was champion, Daniel Bryan was heavyweight, world heavyweight champion, and then Zack Ryder was U.S. That's when he was hot. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was over, man, and and just. But it's funny because I I mentioned uh, Perfect Ten Ty uh, Ty Dillinger, you know, in a, in in this too, and I feel like he could go that route though as well. I mean, Matt could be like Sean Spears in that. Yeah, maybe he, oh, there, there could be that opportunity, that potential for him to be cool. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he might just end up being there. Another Sean Spears. Another Sean Spears. <laughs> 
there's some hype now because he's in a new company coming from WWE, but then they realize, you know what? He's not really worth like putting in that extra, you know, giving him a story and putting in the extra time. Like just put him on dark and then, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, I think though, <laughs> one interesting thing could be, you know, how uh, Sean Spears was looking for a tag team partner for a while there. I think Matt could be an interesting tag team partner <laughs> for him. You know, in a in a weird turn there, I uh, think that might be the guy that man. would would be a good fit for him. Really, but he's, I think so because the size and the similar stories. You know, I yeah, just, I I think that could work. Uh, um, I don't know. Because seems a bit dirty out. to me, though. Well, here's the thing: like this feels a little bit dirty too because he's with Cody. What's he gonna do? He's another QT Marshall now. Like <laughs> upgrade the QT just. Kind of his his boy here that he brought in, you know, like, oh, I, just, no. I don't think he's going anywhere if he sticks with Cody. Oh no, but he's not. You know what I'm saying? Like he's just going to be under Cody. He's going to be in the shadow. But if he, you know, separates from Cody, you know, and goes, I don't know if it's necessarily to go the heel route, but if he can do something else but go be with Cody, I think he has a better shot. So you so. think this actually hurts? Uh, Macardona, you, you don't think him being with Cody, him getting that rub from Cody would actually like help him, not propel him, but just give him a little bit of a head start uh, for A-Dub? I think I, long-term, no. I don't th- I, or long-term, I don't think he will. it will help him. I think short-term to make the debut, it does help him. Yeah. But I think he needs to strike out on his own, and he needs to make a name for himself. And being in the Nightmare family, I don't think I don't think does it for him. You know, I feel like I would prefer he were in a tag team with Sean Spears than being in the Nightmare Family because both of them need help. Both of them need to find find themselves in AEW. And so that that's where I'm kind of okay with if they were to go that route to do it. Um, you know, under Cody, I just I just feel like you're under Cody. You know, like I mean MJF, it was perfect for him to split off from Cody because he's a superstar in the making. There's no reason for him to be, you know, under Cody. Um, you know, Dust, Dustin, yeah, that makes sense because Dustin is, is pretty much just there to put over, should be there to put other people over. QT is kind of an unknown. You know, we don't really, we didn't really know QT. And now, you know, he's starting to, to, to find himself a little bit in this tag team with Dustin. Um, and that's, that's it, you know, like that's, that's all that Cody, you know, that, that group right there around him and then with his wife, you know, and now Allie. Like that's that's enough, you know. Coach Arn, like those those, there are no superstars in there that are trying to be like world champion or trying to be even TNT champion. Um, but with Matt, he has the size. He's a, has a recognizable face. I mean, <laughs> to MJF's point, you know, like guys like that usually come from WWE into a company like this, and they give him that push. So I just don't think that happens with Cody. I think that happens if he's on his own. Or if he goes the tag route with somebody like a Sean Spears. Maybe not exactly Sean Spears, but oh, like man. him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, good old Macadona. Uh, we'll, we'll see, man. We will. We definitely will see, man. We'll, it, it's, it's one of those wait and see things for sure. It is. That's, you know? I'm like, that's, I'm like uh, wait to see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw what happened with Zack Ryder. Right. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Suze Van. Because uh, R.I.P. Suze Van, um, there was a matchup between Santana and Ortiz versus Best Friends, uh, and Best Friends won. But after the matchup, Santana and Ortiz were sore losers, and they took out their frustration on Suze Van. They destroyed it. They, they spray-painted it, and uh, tr- uh, Chuck and Trent are pissed. So oh, they were super pissed. <laughs> they were Trent was pissed. like, "You can you can mess with me. You can mess with my tag team partner, but you don't mess with my mom's fan." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I I loved it. I loved it. Like the match itself, I thought was was cool. It was fine. Yeah. It was it was not quite a bathroom break match, but it was just like. You know, I wasn't completely all in on that matchup. It was just like, all right, it's just kind of happening. It was, I don't know, it was kind of weird. I just felt like 
you know, it's kind of numbers it. match right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was I was even like, why are we doing this matchup? And then I had to think about it. I'm like, oh yeah, Jericho, Orange Cassidy. Okay, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't really in it. But then that happened with Suzanne. I'm like, okay, now I'm invested because you're messing with Suzanne, man. You can't you can't do that. So yeah, I, I I loved the response. I mean the the destruction. I was like, wow, they're really man, they're really they were they, packing up. This they went to town. They yeah. man, they tore that shit up. They're like, yeah. they just f your mom's van up. Like, yeah, it up good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and then just seeing Trent's face and and Chuck's face, and then them just responding. You know, and just like you said, you do not mess with my mom's minivan. You do not. So, yeah, man, I, I'm, I, I just I want to see that continue. Like, where do we go from here? You know, so, yeah, man, it was great. Even, um, yeah, just 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 the whole the whole thing now, I think, is just taking it to another level to where I, I, I am interested in this rivalry between these two teams. Not yeah. just the fact that they're Orange Cassidy's boys and Jericho's boys, but that it's Santana and Ortiz wrecked Sue's van. Best friends need retribution for Sue. And I want Sue to make a return. I need to see Sue there and be in the corner of her son and Chuck. Good call. Good call. We yes. need to see that, man. Yeah. Sue. Yeah, man. Sue, Sue can get over, man. Like, if, if there were fans, oh, my goodness. Sue. We could get some Sue, Sue chance. Sue. 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 <laughs> yes. Yes. Sue can get over. Oh, boy. Don't mess with mom. Don't right. Mom. Don't <laughs> mom. Gosh, I'm telling you, this is where you really miss fans, man. Because the, just the creativity, especially with an chance. AEW crowd. Yeah. yeah. Oh I boy. Miss the chance. <laughs> I was just recently looking at uh, Money in the Bank from 2018 because I, I, sometimes I take recordings of interesting uh, or finishers or just doing fan moments, and uh, I got the recording of the wave doing the gender. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, and Roman Reigns match. I'm like, I, I just missed that. Just the interaction and all of that. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, the foul boy. Yeah, that that was a uh, that was a fun one, you know, because the crowd was not into that match at all, and it was and hot. We were just trying to, we were trying to <laughs> shut that down. And this match, and this match, just every chant under the sun, just get Vince to shut it off. Yeah. And I swear, I forget who was saying this, but some someone that I talked to was like, "Dude, I think Vince turned off the AC because oh, this." Because he got bro in that arena. Super stuffy in there, man. Super <laughs> stuffy in there. Right after that match. He's just like, you know what? F these guys. I'm turning off the AC. Man. Yeah. And it was a fine time for somebody deodorant to stop working, too. I oh, like, man. The appropriate time, bro. Not now. Not at this minute. Not right. at this second. Why? <laughs> right now. We still got quite a while to go. <laughs> right. There's a couple more matches. <laughs> this is money in the bank. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, that AC was not on. Nope, nope. They shut it off. They were shut it off. They're like, yeah, you wanna, you wanna shut down a Roman Reigns. We're trying to. This is our boy. You're trying to shut down this match. Okay. It was. It was no more AC for you. How can I describe that heat? It was like Peck Detective, Ace Ventura, Peck Detective Two when he was in that Rhino, and he got stuck. He got trapped. He couldn't get. He couldn't get out because he was. It started getting warm in there. It was like stuffy like that. It's warm. Just ugh. You just couldn't bear with it, man. And I don't know, man. I guess Vince was hating on us because we just completely shitted on that match. <laughs> just not having it. But that's how weird it was, though. To Pit Detective 2 when he was in inside that rhino and he basically got birthed out of yeah, the rhino. Yeah, that mechanical rhino, man. He's <laughs> <laughs> got shitted out of a rhino. Oh, man. That's... <laughs> that's a great visual. Yep, that was that, that's about it. <laughs> that's about it. That about sums that up. <laughs> oh man. And that match too and how it was feeling, man. It's just like just uh end the shit. Yeah. End it. So, yeah, man. That's good times. Good times. Um before we finish up cuz there's one one more thing I want to want to mention was uh Big Swole versus Reba. Uh, I want to talk about that a little bit because it leads into the, the the return of Britt Baker in ring is coming soon because now officially it's going to be Big Swole 
versus Britt, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Uh, she'll be making her return. And shout out to Britt Baker for wearing the MJ23 Bulls jersey on AEW Dynamite. I saw that and I said, Britt, I salute you because, you know, this is Chicago guy here talking Bulls fan. You know, I got to, I got to, I had to. Exactly. Same here, man. Yeah. Same so here. just, oh, man, I saw that. I was she, she's rocking the Bulls jersey. <laughs> she's from Pittsburgh. I'm like, okay. Oh, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it was great. So anyway, just that was a cool moment. And then she sent Reba in the ring. And I was like, what are you going to do to Reba? Why are you doing this to Reba? But Reba, actually, she went out there. She tried. She, yeah. she actually has wrestled before. Did a little something-something. <laughs> yeah, she tried. She tried for about three minutes. She tried. Oh, you know, and then Big Swole just said, okay, no. See, I'm, 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 the, I'm the one. Sorry, I'm Big Swole. You, <laughs> you, you, you just an amateur compared to me. Right. Sorry. It's, it's been forever since you wrestled, whereas I'm doing this on the regular. No, it's... It's time for me to take this serious and just put her out, got the win. Now it's Swole versus Britt Baker, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Um, yeah, man, I, this is this is a matchup. See, this is this is perfect because it kind of reminds me a little bit of, um, I mean, it's, it's different than that, but Mandy and, and uh, um, Sonya oh Sony Deville, you know, and they are here, they're actually saying, okay, we we're we're this is we're trying to push them. Now we're gonna have them have the match. They're gonna be you know at at uh, I think all out is gonna be the show that that's coming up next, right? The yeah, that's the next one. That's their, what they're building to. Yeah, so they're going right for it. So you know, but with with Sonya and Mandy, it was kind of like okay, they're building it, but then they didn't have like that big matchup, and and now we're getting it, you know. But it was like stuttering. So you know, I feel like they should take a page from AEW's book. For Sonya and Mandy, and just let's just let's build it and let's go. Let's have the match. Let's do it. So you know, barring injury, because the injuries really what slowed this down a little bit. But they still yeah. found but a they, way. Even, right. I was just about to say that. I found an amazing way and showed you how they was able to keep her relevant while she was healing up from her injuries. Man, yep. spectacular, brilliant, yep. great job, it's brilliant, brilliant work. And this is great for both of them. You build two stars. You know, I mean, Dr. Britt Baker is a superstar at this point. She got bigger just sitting on the sidelines. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Just sitting. Just on the side. Literally <laughs> sitting on the sidelines. Her star rose. Her, her momentum gained steam on the sidelines. It's just impressive. And, yeah, Big Swole, she's, she's been a part of that, too. So, yeah, man, shout out to both of them. I'm excited for this. Me too, man, because this is is going to be a good match between uh, Big Swole and Britt Baker. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to make an early prediction. Britt Baker is going to win because we're going to build this to Sheeta because this is all coming back full circle, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. I think that that's, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's the road we're on for sure. 100%. 100%. Um, and yeah, that title title matchup is gonna be oh boy, that's, I, I'm here for that. I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, man, really excited for uh, for that. Um, I guess another shout out too. Uh, there was a, a signing. Tanera Conti is, I guess, officially in AEW now. She's a part of that tag team tournament that they're doing. So um, she was in NXT for a while, and she was kind of in it. She was uh, a free agent. Uh, yeah. Apparently, she had gotten fired, but then she was still on television, and so it was kind of going back and forth. Um, and you know, just uh, I was a fan of hers on NXT, and it was it was kind of shocking when she got released. Finally, I was like, man, this sucks because she had potential. I thought, and you know, she's on AEW right now, so I don't know if people caught that, but she's there now. So shout out to her. Um, her tag team partner is actually um, the girl who is now with the Dark Order. So I don't know if this is this means that she's gonna Anna J. Yeah, that's her tag team partner for the tournament. Yeah, actually, hold on. I remember seeing that on a graphic. They actually, yep. how the hell? Hold on, hold on. How the hell did they beat Nyla Rose? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because um, that's another funny one, too. So, um, gosh, Nyla Rose's tag team partner is um, uh, Naomi's former tag team partner. What what was her name again? I don't remember. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just, I'm going to find it right now. I don't remember, though. She was on on Dynamite, too. She was there. And I was just like, wait. I was like, yeah, it's her. Yeah. Don't remember your name. 
I don't remember <laughs> it either, but I was just like, that's a face we haven't seen in for a, for a, in a long time. So I was kind of shocked. And I'm, and it was weird the way it happened because it's like she just made herself Nyla Rose's tag team partner. I'm like, who? What? Like, it just felt it felt a little awkward that that happening the way it did. Um, it felt like you know, Nyla Rose instantly got depowered right there. Yeah. I saw it right there. Just, oh, she just got depowered. Just right there. It was it was really I don't know. It was just really weird. It was really weird. Let me see. It's uh oh I see the graphic right here. It is oh no, no, I just went away. No, I even tried Ariane. Uh, Ariane or Ariane. I, knew it I think that's how you say it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just it, it she wasn't really a uh that great of a wrestler in, in WWE. I mean clearly Naomi was the better of the oh, two. Yeah. So it was just like, yeah. It was it was no a no brainer that that Naomi would stay and she would be the one unfortunately that would that would get released and then she made a return I'm like okay cool that's that's cool for her I'm glad she's she's you know still working still going forward maybe she's gotten better I have, I didn't see that match that you're referring to but when you I say they I didn't either man it was uh, right. it's on AEW Dark there we go see <laughs> but but no dig get, to Dark it's just it's on Dark it's Dark. Dark to me is like, you know, I'm sad to say it, but it's like main event or like, yes, like I just don't really consider that like a main show. It's just like, OK, it's cool. You got that. But I, it's it's not on TV. It's just on YouTube. Like, I, I don't know. I'm just not there yet. That's why I like the ticker with me. It's a completely disservice to the women's AEW tag team tournament. Yeah. If you're going to yeah, introduce that, this tournament. Which I do love do tournament. Dynamite. Why even put it on dark? Because I'm not going to see it. Right. Yeah. No. You need to put that on dynamite. Exactly. You need to put that on dynamite. That, that that's a that disservice, man. Sense. Right. Like with um, now, I will say this: that one could make the argument that with WWE when they did the Mayon Classic, that was on the WWE Network, right? So okay, that was on the WWE Network. They're using YouTube like their you know version of that. But I think, you know, there is a, a big difference with that. And, and that is that here you have someone like Nyla Rose there on on the in the tournament. So for her matches to be on dark and not on dynamite, you know, because with the Mayon Classic, it was a lot of unknowns. At that yeah. time, we didn't know who these people were. They were literally unknown wrestlers, but great. If they want to mix and match, that's cool. Like have yeah. the you know, more of the lesser unknown wrestlers be on YouTube. On dark. On dark makes perfect sense. Get it. Get that, you know, that limelight that way. Makes sense. But some of your heavy hitters, yeah. they need to be on the big ticket show. Yes. And you could use that to sell the tournament. So if you have Nyla Rose's match, like or whatever the first match for the tournament is, do that on Dynamite. Yep. And then tell people, hey, you know, we're gonna do the next match on Dark. That might get people to go watch Dark because you're you're now you know getting people excited. The people that aren't watching Dark right now, the people that aren't going to YouTube to find it, you you show them, hey, this is what you're going to be seeing on Dark. Okay, cool. I want to finish this tournament, so I'll go on Dark just to see those tournament matches. Yep. But to do all of it on Dark, like I'm come straight. on, like that's just yeah, yeah that's, that's yeah, they could have got me like that. Like okay, I see how they do it on Dynamite now. This is how they're doing a format. The women are knocking it out of the park. Cool. I'm gonna watch the rest on, or I'm gonna watch some of the extra matches on on Dark. Yep, because now you're invested. Now you want to see like yes. how this plays out. Yes. You want to see how it ends. And, yes, you know, I just yeah, yeah. It, that's a that's a misstep. That was a misstep, I think for yeah. for them. Hey, living you learn. Yeah, but we'll see. But yeah, man, I just uh, I had heard about Tanera getting signed, you know, and just her and Anna Jay being in a team together. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. That's awesome. So you know, shout out to her for getting signed and being back in on the. And the now she's going against NXT, which is kind of funny, you know, her being in AEW, yep. you know, on Wednesday nights. So that's that's pretty cool. But um, yeah, I mean, that pretty much covers all of AEW. Um, we hit all the major points, you know, MJF, you know, <laughs> not my AEW champion. We deserve right. better. Hashtag you know, not that. my champion. I was like, oh shit, bye bye, oh, John. Man. Yep, <laughs> shots fired for sure. Um, yeah, man, it was a fun, fun episode of AEW for sure. Really enjoyed this one. Um, any any final thoughts from you? 
Uh, no, not not really, man. You know, AEW was was cool. I enjoyed last week's episode. Just uh, I enjoyed the tag team. Like like I said, in the first few minutes of it, of the twelve man, it was just a little bit sloppy, but they cleaned it up nice and had a great finish. I enjoyed that. Uh, I'm joined uh, the the other tag team rivalries between Best Friends and Santana Ortiz, getting on Sue's band. The return of Britt Baker. We're on a precipice of that. Can't wait for the match. That's going to be fun, fun against Big Spoh. So, yeah, man, I'm ready, bro. Just just give me the all out. Heck, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. All right, man. Tell the people where they can hear us. Oh, yes. All the time. So, you can always follow us on Instagram. Uh, that is Clark underscore street underscore wrestling. Please hit that follow button. And our followers are growing, by the way. We were finally hit over that century mark. I remember we didn't have any followers. Now we had 105, I believe. So thank you for following the page. Listen close. Stay up to date, stay up to date with the show when new episodes are dropping. So definitely, definitely appreciate that. And continue to follow our other social platforms like Twitter. That is Clark underscore wrestling. Uh, you can hit that follow button as well. And our big one, TikTok, which is just growing, exploding, getting bigger and bigger because we have a, a massive following now. I don't say massive, but it is growing, though. <laughs> Gro- growing massively, I should say. And that is Clark underscore street underscore wrestling. And you can always listen to us on any major platform podcast, wherever your favorite major platform app you like to listen to if you got the podcast app on your iphone if you have spotify iheart breaker all the good ones just search for clark street wrestling and find our plethora of episodes our library is very extensive so check it out yes yes and with that said that is going to do it for this episode recapping aew dynamite for Devin, I'm Hafiz. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.